folks, and welcome to The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Today's show, we have outdoor news. We spotlight a youth that's one heck of a shot. Wait till you hear what she's been up to. We talk about getting your family secret or other idea you may have to the market. Sean McCoy from Mickey's Mustard, a longtime fan and sponsor of the show from the get-go, is back here to help us all. Plus, the new Bend Field staffer, Sean Ayer out of Washington, is here for us to get to know him a bit better. So let's get trekking. Tigger, you got that? Trekking with Beck. I, I get that trekking with <laughs> It's a full-time job, oh. crew. It's a full-time job. All right. Remember, we love hearing from all of you. Comments, stories, ideas. Get a hold of me anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That's 305-900-2363. Or drop me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Joining today is my producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. <laughs> Sorry, I still got the coughs a little bit, and I coughed a little bit of your in your intro. Congratulations, because you are coming up on pert near your one-year anniversary. It's in a few more weeks. This is episode 49 of season one, if you want to classify it as that. Well, thank you. So your one-year anniversary is just is right around the corner. I appreciate that greatly. And by the way, any of you that have maybe missed one of these past 49 episodes, remember, head to thebendshow.com and you can catch up on all the shows. Subscribe and you'll never miss another. Our spotlight today is on Kelly Steffen. She shoots on the Bueller Minor Trap Team out in the Dakotas. This is a girl after my own heart. The other week after she accidentally forgot her ammo, Thank goodness for those terrific volunteer coaches. Kelly went on not just to shoot her first 50 straight, but she claimed her first 75 straight. And you know where I'm going with this. She shot 100 straight and earned all three badges. Uh, that's 100 clay pigeons you in rows. Is that what you're it. saying? How that yep. works? Congrats, Kelly. Stefan, you go, girl. Now, I challenge all of you out there on your next adventure, or if you hear of something spotlight worthy like this, Send those pics, the info, and tag at A with the Circle, The Ben Show on social media. You just might be our next spotlight shout out or even as a guest on this show. I thought you were going to say you were going to challenge everybody else to shoot 100 straight. That's quite a little <laughs> challenge that you just put out to everybody. Sit back and enjoy the news. California. Two kayak anglers, Devin Odia and Larry Lauman, were fishing off the coast of La Jolla, California, when they were circled by a large hammerhead shark over a mile from shore. The shark's fin jutted above the surface and next to the kayaks, and immediately Devin Odia reeled in a nice yellowtail. Likely drawn to the scene of the catch because of the yellowtail's blood, the shark slowly circled the kayaks. After the shark arrived and with a storm quickly rolling in, the duo headed back toward land. The shark dogged them for over a mile as they pedaled, never drifting more than a few feet from the kayaks until the anglers reached the shallow water. The shark was estimated to be about 10 feet long, and the whole thing was caught on video. So to catch this video that's gone viral, I suggest it head to YouTube and search Encounter with a Hammerhead Shark Kayak Fishing. So point of clarity, they were not... They were fishing for something else. They caught what they wanted, so I'm understanding that right. They caught what they wanted, and then a hammerhead shark was circling them? Yes. Okay, so now this bugger had to get, A, close enough, and B, close enough to the surface that they could determine that it was a hammerhead shark. In that you have to else. look at the video. That's why I'm suggesting everybody just take a second and look at it. Colorado. 
Golden Retriever Gus is on cloud nine as he takes to the air with his owner pilot, Justin Coleman of Denver, Colorado. Gus the Retriever has been joining Coleman in his RV-9A aircraft since he was 12 weeks old. Coleman had this to say, I've adjusted the plane and Gus has shown an affinity for steep turns and momentary negative Gs, so we do those occasionally too. He went on to say, Gus is more relaxed than most human passengers. That's definitely kind of a good feel story there to me. Montana. The elk rut is in full swing in Yellowstone National Park, and a video recently went viral of one vehicle that stopped to take pictures of a strutting bull. The passenger in the car rolled down their window for that perfect photo, only to be charged and have the vehicle rammed by the large bull's impressive antlers before it could try to speed away. Remember, folks, enjoy the wildlife, but remember, they are wild. Thankfully, these people stayed in their vehicle. I want to make one last comment. If you are unfamiliar with the wildlife in these parks or the backcountry, please take a few minutes, visit with the park ranger, and be aware of your surroundings and always think safety first. Florida. Now, Tigger sent me this one. An incredible video has gone viral when a central Florida man took things into his own hands after finding an uninvited guest on his property. Abdul Malik, an army veteran, posted a video of his daring alligator capture using a large black garbage bin, saying, I got kids to protect. He began with nerves of steel slowly backing the gator up with the trash can. The gator stood its ground, however, refusing to simply crawl inside and instead hissed and chomped at the plastic receptacle. By a stroke of luck or genius, the lid of the can swung down, hitting the gator on the head, stunning it long enough for Malik to charge with the bin and wrangle the gator inside. Malik scoops the garbage bin upright tail thrashing about and closes the lid on it nonchalantly as he didn't just capture a gator in the trash can. The video concludes as Malek is seen wheeling the canned gator down a grassy hill where it was released to safety. I'm going to say this. That is a lot better commentary than what was on the actual the video. video that I saw on Facebook. That was just downright impressive. Florida listeners, uh, Beck, give the phone number for them to text or call in. I'm really curious if this is a Fairly common activity. problem that, that gators just will kind of show up. Oh, I agree. I would love to hear this. Call us, 305-900-2363. Up next, we've got a great rest of the show lined up for you. Have you always wanted to get an American-made product to the market? Sean McCoy is back to share some insight. Stay where you are. Reese? Beck will be right back. Howdy, this is Sean McCoy with Mickey's Mustard. I want to simply say thank you, everyone, for ordering and supporting our family-owned business. If you haven't ordered any yet, give it a try. Mickey'sMustard.com, M-I-C-K-E-Y-S, Mustard.com. More than just a mustard, made in Texas and fat-free to boot. Mickey's Mustard. Thanks, y'all. Hey, thanks for calling in, Sean. Crew, it's really good. Looking for a guided turkey, <laughs> white-tailed deer, bow, or rifle hunt. Fully guided yet this fall? Yes. Look no further. Let Steve, Rob, and the fine folks from Wablo Creek Outfitters make your hunt happen. Yes! 
Located in southwest Missouri, Wablo Creek Outfitters offers turkey and deer hunts designed for tree stand and ground blind hunting for both bow and rifle seasons. All-inclusive packages include comfortable bunkhouse-style accommodations, farm-fresh meals, and an experience that leaves you feeling like family. Yes. Now don't wait. A few spots for the fall 2021 remain and now booking for 2022 spring and fall hunts. Visit Wablo, spelled a little bit differently, that's W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U, WabloCreekOutfitters.com, or find us on Facebook at Wablo Creek Outfitters. Book your next adventure today. Wablo Creek Outfitters, W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U. Last week, we had fun with Mickey's Mustard owner, Sean McCoy, talking charcuterie boards and using our wild game, preserved meats, cheeses, those homemade jellies, and really just having fun creating our own fancy charcuterie boards. By the way, if you missed the episode, head to thebendshow.com. Remember, you can catch all of our past episodes. Anyway, back to it. Well, I had a couple of folks reach out and, you know, thank you for doing so. I love hearing from all of you. Anyway, they were wondering more about how Mickey's Mustard was able to kind of do the entrepreneurial dream, how Sean took that special family recipe and was able to get Mickey's Mustard out on the shelves and into the restaurants. Sean McCoy is back with us again for, let's say, part two. All right, Sean. Well, thank you for jumping on. I have a question for you. We in the past, we have talked about, you know, how Mickey's Mustard came to be. It was a recipe that was your mom's. And I know, I think, I think your dad had, uh, had uh, grown a few extra peppers and things like that had happened. But what I was kind of curious is, is how did you, you know, the process of getting Mickey's mustard actually on the shelf or Tigger and I are huge fans of Shark Tank. And I don't know if you are too, but you see these guys come out with different sauces and products, you know, was it a lot to go through to get it actually out there for the public? It is a lot to go through. I mean, it depends on how much you want to make something your passion. You know, it, we're not an everyday company like Heinz or or any of these other sauces and stuff that are out there. So, you know, you have to get it into the hands for people to try. So we send out a lot of samples and and uh, have gone to a lot of food shows and, and different uh, hot and spicy conventions and stuff like that in order to start getting our name out. And, We've shaken a lot of hands and kissed a lot of babies, so <laughs> so to speak. So nice way uh, of putting it. Exactly, and it, and it's still one of those things that are in, in the process of happening, you know. But it, it's nice to be able to partner up with some different programs, like we have here in the state of Texas. It's called the Go Texan Program, and so there are a lot of places such as county fairs, different food programs. Uh, that come up online Zoom meetings with COVID that can showcase products. And that's been helping us get our get our stuff out there for folks to try. For those that don't know and didn't realize, Mickey's Mustard, they've been a longtime sponsor, as I said before. But what they're known for is this amazing mustard sauce. And it's it's unbelievable. It goes with everything. I'll just put it that way. But my <laughs> other question for you, Sean, is, is consistency. Like, uh, you know, how does a person end up with a recipe that as consistent as can be? Because I'm thinking about how ingredients can sometimes change or or just the way Beck's luck is. I, I swear nothing I make is the same every time. 
Well, it's it's been, you know, there was a lot of trial and error before we went into production. And we got to go visit a couple different co-packers, take the product to them, ask them if there's if they could possibly make it. I mean, you do have to do a test run for them to get the batch properly. And I remember when we would go do that, uh, mom and dad would always make sure mom was pretty much did it taste right did it have the right amount of vinegar or mustard or whatever and dad was always on the consistency side and, and we would take uh, pretzel rods to uh, the company that was uh, producing the mustard and they'd pour some out in a jar mom would taste it and say it needs more of this or more of that dad would dip a pretzel in if it had the right consistency of uh mustard that would stay on the pretzel then it was good to go for him <laughs> so that's, oh, it, it, that's really interesting that. you know nothing like your mom really had to learn her palate I, I almost want to think or say that she would know exactly what was off or not exactly so sean are you able to do that yes i I am with the mustard anyway, but because I've made so many batches, the, the great thing about it when we started doing this, it, well, it, I mean, it started for me when I, I moved out of the house when, when I went to college and everything is like, mom, I need to know how to cook. And I, I asked her how to cook a couple different things. So when we started doing this, it, it forced me to learn how, and I've watched her can goods and everything, you know, our, our, our uh, vegetables and stuff from growing up, but I never actually did that process myself so it forced me to learn how to do that and to get into the taste and I mean we would sit there and taste different things and she had taught me that so it was it was all really trial and error but when we finally got it ironed out and you know you you got it right down to the the teaspoon and and everything like that because they, they didn't take the the measurements and the weights of uh, the products that go into to make the mustard into consideration, depending on how big of a batch that you do. Very, very cool. Okay, one last question about, you know, getting our products out there. Given everything you've had to go through, the hurdles of finding a supplier, um, you know, getting your consistency, is there anything that you could offer as an advice for somebody that's maybe out there thinking of of trying to get their special sauce or or something out there that they're trying to maybe pitch to the public or if there's a do not <laughs> well <laughs> there's 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 so many different things and and the, the the one thing that i would say especially in this time is flexibility oh do that's your, a good do, one yeah do your due diligence and and make sure you're comfortable with the people that are co-packing your product it, it it's a relationship there you have to be able to call them up and say hey listen i need you know i need my product run and how how long is it going to take you also have to think about the printing side of this um a lot of people don't think about a print job well the print job you have your labels so you have a whole thing behind that you pick out your jars you pick out your plastic depending upon what what your product's going in i mean there's a feel there's a there's a reason behind it. A lot of people are like, well, what, where did you get your jars? And down here, the company that first started making it, we wanted a, a wide rim jar so you could dip out of it. Most people don't dip mustard. So we, that's how we always use it at the house growing up. We dip the mustard. We dip 
summer sausage or ring bologna cheese and crackers you dip in it so all of the other cooking part of it came along after we really got this thing started but it was just a dipping sauce so that's why we we use a wide mouth jar so make sure you're going after what what works and and how it feels but again i'll go back to the flexibility with with covid and everything with our hot jar jars that we have we had to wait almost two months for that product to get made the last time we had it run because of silica it's the main ingredient in making glass so there's a shortage of silica so we had to wait and when those those jars hit our supplier grabbed them real quick and got them so we're able to do this. I mean, we're going to have an increase in in prices just because silica, the aluminum for the lids, the paper cost, the ink cost, it all goes up. And we're looking at a 5 to 10, 15% increase expected here in the next, by the end of the year. So we have to raise that price. And then you have to sit down and figure out, well, we're going to raise the price to how we're going to do this. How are we going to do that? <laughs> Is there going to be a delivery charge? Is there not? I mean, there's so many things that, they go into that but uh, i mean it's part of i don't want to say game but that that line that you walk to get your product out there make a consistent good product and hopefully people enjoy it and and trying to figure out what you go to whether it be a you know with us we're trying to get into the hunting shows or the gun gun and knife shows where we know that the the people that hunt like to have have some snacks and stuff while they're hunting. So why not throw a jar of Mickey's in and some some string cheese and and some ring bologna or summer sausage and have a snack while you're while you're hunting, you know? Perfect. And now you're talking about my kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, everybody likes to sit around camp uh, after a day or or even even during, but you know, you'd like to grab something that uh fills you up or and have some uh, mustard and cheese and, and great summer sausage. So, <laughs> you know, any anytime you get to do that, that's a good thing. Thanks again, Sean, for sharing with us the insight on getting our American-made products to the public. And congrats on doing so. Be sure to give Mickey's Mustard a try on your next hunting trip or get ahead of the game and beat the holiday rush. Order at mickeysmustard.com. Again, that's mickeysmustard.com. Ain't nothing like it. Stay where you are, folks. We make our final bend right after this. This is Beck. First, I appreciate all of you for listening and making the bend part of your week. Many of you have asked, how do I catch past episodes? The answer is super easy. Head to thebendshow.com and click on the shows tab. There you can listen to every episode all the way back to episode one. Podcasters, head to your favorite podcasting app and search The Bend. You'll find us. Be sure to follow and subscribe and never miss another episode again. You've had that hunting or fishing adventure of a lifetime. Now preserve that memory with an actual piece of art. For over 20 years, Schneider Taxidermy in Helena, Montana has provided superior service and a commitment for excellence to customers all across the United States. Schneider Taxidermy believes in only delivering the highest caliber of quality, matched with courteous and professional service. Whether a custom-designed piece or a shoulder mount, Schneider Taxidermy is award-winning and known for their exceptional turnaround. 
Skilled in all aspects of taxidermy, they have the knowledge and the experience. Having seen everything from North American to African exotics, from king salmon to bighorn sheep to elk, red stags, black bucks, mountain lions, and grizzlies, visit SchneiderTaxidermy.com to view their award-winning works of art and start making that once-in-a-lifetime memory truly a work of art. Where the customer is always first at Schneider Taxidermy. Last week, for the first time, we heard from Ben Fieldstaffer, Sean Ayer, out of Washington, and the owner of Toxic Calls. Sean is here for all of us to get to know him just a bit better. Sean, thanks for being here. You and I met crazy way through the radio. You were a fan of the show. You reached out. Now I've been following you, and I'm looking at all of the stuff you're involved in. How did you get to be such an outdoorsman? You know, how did you get, how did this become one of your passions? You know, kind of raised in it. Uh, dad, my dad's a big uh, outdoorsman, hunter, and fisher, and he, he raised us on the river. You know, I'd, I've been running the river before I could drive, and it just kind of escalated. Took us duck hunting for the first time. I think I was nine or 10, and we haven't looked back. And it's really become obvious that the outdoors for me is, is kind of where I need to be. Some of my other hobbies you know i've just put on the wayside and, and and really focused on the outdoors and it's not necessarily just the pull and the trigger part for me but it's everything about it the things you get to see or hear you know or share with other people to me that's the that's the fun part and the important part so you know you just hit on a great area and i think anybody that knows me by now with the show or anything else is, is the outdoors you're absolutely right it's not about the trigger the trophy you know, any of that. It's those other memories and moments and stories you look back on and you laugh about, you know, it could be you yep. went out and set up for, set up camp at elk camp or something like that. And you forgot the mallet, you know, something as simple as that. And now it's a big, long story on the campfire of exactly. how in the world you improvised and still had a good time. Yeah. The people you get to share it with. And, and like I said, the laughs and the stories, the you know, the ragging on the guys and, and for missing or whatever it might be, you do it forever. And, and it's just, yeah, like I said, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I love putting meat on the table and I take pride in walking out to the freezer and knowing that I, you know, I did that, but there's just so much more to it. The sunrises or whatever it may be. It's just, I just got to have it. Um, you and I both, I think ended up doing things we probably never thought we'd do. <laughs> Yeah, very much so. I mean, if you would have told me a couple of years ago that I would have been able to take the love for hunting in the outdoors and potentially turned it into a, you know, a living, something that supports my family. Yeah, I would have, I would probably laughed at you. So by the way, your wife, she's been super supportive. Is she also an outdoorsman? Yep. So um, she's kind of where I got into the cows and the and the, and the ranching, so to speak, she grew up on a farm in Washington state up north in Spokane. And uh, so she's she's always been into the, the hunting and, and the outdoors. I've pushed her into the fishing a little bit more, but she has fun doing that. Uh, she duck hunts with us and all kinds of stuff. So she loves it. Maybe not as much as I do because the cold, cold mornings, early mornings, but she loves being outside. So curious would you say that you know the duck hunting i guess that i think would probably allow a little bit more for you to do it as a couple do you do you find that you guys enjoy getting out to do a little bit a little bit of that together from time to time 
Very much so. I last year with her being pregnant, we didn't didn't get to hunt basically at all. Uh, she was pretty tired, but I I enjoy having her in the boat with me or in the blind. Um, part of it is is we work well as a team, and so there's some there's some conversations that don't even need to be had. And I'm doing one thing, she's doing the next, and. Yes, I, I definitely enjoy having her in the blind with me or in the boat fishing. So if it works, if you're out in the field, please call in and, and leave an update from Washington or up in the northwest. Yeah, absolutely. And we're we're gearing up here. We you know, our weather's changing, ducks are coming, you know, fishing might be winding down, but it's getting to be my time of the year. So there you have it, folks. Sean Ayer out of Washington, Team Bend. Find out more about Toxic Calls, head to ToxicCalls.com. As always, folks, if you have a topic we should investigate or have a tale of your own to share, send it this way. Call, text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or email bendradioshow at gmail.com. Social media, don't forget, we are everywhere. Be sure to be tagging us on Facebook and on Instagram. Follow at, that's A with the circle, The Bend Show. A huge thank you to everyone who came around The Bend, producer and sound engineer and co-host Jeff Tigger Earhart, to our guest Sean McCoy from Mickey's Mustard. Be sure to give it a try. Head to mickeysmustard.com. Spotlight shout out. Again, congrats to Kelly Stefan on adding in one night of shooting. She got her 50, 75, and 100 straight trap shooting badges. Remember, if you have someone we should spotlight, Send those pictures and stories to us. Welcome aboard, Sean Ayer in Washington from Toxic Calls. Great getting to know you. We look forward to hearing about your tips and updates. If you have a field update from hunting to fishing to hiking, camping, call the hotline 305-900-BEN. We want to hear about what you're seeing out there. As always, folks, keep sending in those pictures. We love getting anything we can from out in the field. Missed this episode? Find all our shows on the website, thebendshow.com. Thank you to our partners, Schneider Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, Wablo Creek Outfitters, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along. Keep up with me, Beck, all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend. Mm-hmm.